I don't know, do we, do we look over those, those little blessings from the Lord? I mean, I know that Sister Carolyn's one of her favorite hymns that she calls out a lot, and Mama called it out when somebody else had called something else out, and I had my finger in there, and then you walked in right at the time that we uh, were about to sing it, so um, it, it doesn't escape me. And in another way, this morning I was sitting there, and here we all were, and Brother JT was preaching to us, and you know, there was, brother, there was been, it's been years that I've longed and prayed and asked the Lord for somebody to stand here and shoulder the burden and, and preach some with me, and the Lord sent you. You know, you know how long I thought he drives right by us every Sunday and drives all the way down there almost to Houston. Um, and I know why you did. That's where the Lord called you to be. But um, I'm, I'm thankful for you. Um, you know, we've been here before without a pastor. You know, Brother JT is kind of talking about that this morning. You know, how shall they hear you know, except one be sent. And um, I was much younger at the time, and we were doing, you know, what we could. There wasn't anybody to stand up here, and Dad did what it, he knew to do, and he, 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 we sat here and we listened to a message that we'd heard before, but there wasn't anybody standing behind the pulpit. Yeah. And uh, there was one lady, I don't know if you remember, I don't even remember who it was. I want to say it was Sister Virgie. I think she said, y'all do that again, I ain't coming. (laughs) Well, you have to understand her heart. I mean, she wanted there to be a preacher, and we all did. We wanted there to be somebody here to preach, and we had no idea that the Lord was going to call me to preach, you know, at the time. And it, it didn't happen then. That happened, you know, later on down the road. We had another preacher that came, um, one of them had been here before, actually. Um, but, um, you know, how thankful we need to be for so many things that we just, my point is that we, we, we take for granted. Um, we take for granted so many things. You know, is that one hymn that we sing, Count Your Blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God hath done. Uh, so, how, how many blessings? I, I'm, I'm sitting. I was sitting in a, a, a school, a class yesterday with Rebecca um, to learn about bees and about raising bees. And uh, Brother Jerry brought a book, by the way. Rebecca, remind me. Um, that's on that subject, but the person that was that was instructing class yesterday happened to be on on a big screen, you know, over the internet, and he kept talking about all these different things about the the bees, and how they've got this one little you know place in the front leg where they can clean off you know their antennas, and and how they got this leg for that, and and how their wings can 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 latch together like Velcro, so they can use them both at the same time, or they can unlatch them and use them independently when they're inside the hive, so they can keep the hive at a constant temperature, and they all line up in a line, and they'll flap their wings and cool things off, and how they know what the temperature needs to be. And uh, he was just talking about nature and how how Mother Nature is. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. 
No. How do you think that is? They, he would say, and I would be like, God, you know, <laughs> God did that. <clears throat> uh, it's just incredible. And think about about the shape of all those little those little cells, you know, that uh, the, everything goes into, and how that if they're without a queen, if they can catch it within, I forget how many, how many hours was it, or how many days, uh, three days, I don't know. They can catch it. They can they can take and and make one of the 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 eggs that have been that have been laid. They can make that into a new queen. You know, uh, they vote on it. No, they don't think they vote on it. In fact, they'll make five or six of them, and whichever one comes out first, it'll kill the other ones before they have a chance to to emerge. Um, so, it, it's it is pretty in, incredible, and that's just you know a little bit about one thing. And there's so much about everything, and Brother Bruce was talking about that already this morning. I mean, we we have this, but but how little we know of what we have, and how much more there is. If the books had been written, right, the world could not contain them, uh, is what we're told in Scripture. Well, we are um, quickly a- approaching the end of. Um, uh, not this, just this age. I mean, that's a reality too, isn't it? But I'm talking about the book of Romans. Uh, so here we are this morning back in Romans chapter number 16. And um, we're going to begin reading in verse number 17. So if you'll stand with me as we read the Word of God together. Romans, the 16th chapter, if you're able to stand. I know everybody's not able to do that. But Romans 16, verse number 17. Now this this kind of comes as a little bit of a jolt, okay? So you read through all these greetings that were given, right? And then we talked about unholy kiss, you know, there at the, the last verse last week in verse number 16. And so it's like he's coming to the end of this letter, but before he does, we find these words in Romans 16, 17 through 20. He says, now I beseech you, brethren, and I read one you were talking about different commentators this morning, Brother Bruce. I read one this morning that that I beseech you. It's kind of like that mama cow calling that calf, you know. So here Paul's calling us to something. I beseech you, brethren, mark them. Take notice of them. Mark them out. Mark them which cause and this is a this is a negative thing. We we have it in, in a positive sense in other places, you know. You know, those that, that are, 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 are worth, you know, like Paul's saying, follow me as I follow Christ. You know, mark that person. Um, so, but here, mark them that cause divisions. What, what's the best way to deal with people that cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you've learned? Paul says, avoid them. Avoid them. And we'll have some other verses that we'll go through and regard to that, but mark those which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. One pastor I was, I was uh, listening to this week, he was talking about some of the churches that he had been into or some of the brethren churches that he believed there were some true brothers and sisters in, but he said the men sit on one side and the women sit on the other. And he said, it would not be right for me to go into their midst and find somebody that I thought would listen to me and start whispering in their ear saying, y'all don't need to be doing things like this. 
causing division, stirring up things, you know. Um, there's nothing, I mean, that's what they want to do. And the men sit on one side and ladies sit on the other. I mean, okay. Um, like he said, there's some true brothers and sisters there. How about some of these churches that we go through? To? We, we, we were in one when I was a kid, and the ladies had a covering on their head. He said, wouldn't be right for us to go around saying, y'all don't need to be doing that. You know, if you've got something like that, what what should you do? I mean, you come into the midst of something like that, and you're like, this is, I never experienced this before. It's a little bit odd. I don't understand that. Why did they do that? You don't go causing division among the people. You can go to the leadership and you ask the ask the pastor, why do you all do that? You know, is there, what's what's the reason for this? You know? Um, I'm, you know, maybe I've missed something. Maybe I don't understand something. I want to, I want to know. Uh, but mark those that, that are going around trying to cause divisions and offenses. Uh, and that word offense there kind of has to do with being caught in a trap, um, stumbling over something. That cause offenses or divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. For they that are such... Serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly or their own appetites. And by good words, I mean, they're going it, to, it's going to be, and uh, let me put it in context for you here, okay? How subtle was the serpent, right? So it says here that by good words and fair speeches, good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. They deceive people. For your obedience, now here's there's a commendation given here. Paul's talking about these these saints at Rome. He says, For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. So, you know, that that what was there, what he's sending all these greetings and and these these people and the and the churches that are in their houses and different you know things that he says about you know, your your obedience has has been an encouragement, it's gone abroad. It's been an encouragement to the other churches. I mean, one thing we don't really, as we go through the, we've gone through this book, I mean, we don't really see that Paul has addressed any particular issue like we see maybe in Corinth, you know, in this book. And so, I mean, that would be saying something to what Paul's talking about here. Obedience has come abroad unto all men. I mean, how about the encouragement of there being Christians in Caesar's own household? There being Christians among the Praetorian Guard, um, you know that they're 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 right there in the middle of Rome, you know that 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 you know country that has occupied all these surrounding you know countries and defeated them and and uh, there they are. So it says, "Your obedience come abroad unto all men." I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet, and and here's here's what I would say about this. Take heed, hmm? though you think you stand, right? Lest you fall, right? So there's the commendation, but then right behind the commendation, <clears throat> he says, I'm glad on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace <clears throat> shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Right? Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Bruce, would you pray for us?
Yes. Amen. You may be seated. You stood for a little while, so you know you're probably ready to sit down. I guess you know, but <clears throat> I'll try not to keep you too long. And you're all like, "Yeah, right." Um, so divisions. That's, that's like the opposite of unity, right? It's disunity. Disunity. You remember Psalm 133? How good. How pleasant. For the brethren to dwell together in unity. And then he, he goes on and he gets you know, down to verse number 3 and it's like the dew of Hermon. You know, upon that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. How good, how pleasant, how sweet, you know, that is. I, I, I still, you know, that impression that I had, you know, months ago when I walked through the door back here and y'all were all in here and the fellowship that was going on and that the Lord just impressed that verse upon my mind, how good and how pleasant. I don't know, and I brought this up before, I know, but I don't know how many of you have been in congregations when there's been trouble and there's been problems and there's been disunity and there's been factions and there's been people taking sides that is not pleasant that is not pleasant but um, just bringing that up because you know, here we're talking about dissension. We're talking about, and I know it's from the standpoint of somebody coming in and causing trouble. It's not necessarily, you know, among us, though that it's not that can happen. But, but it's like somebody coming in from without, you know, and, and starting some sort of trouble. When here, you know, we're, we're seeking, we are seeking, like Philippians 2 says, to be like-minded, Right? We're seeking to have the same love, to be of one accord. We're seeking to be of one mind. 
Um, we're seeking not to look just upon our own things, but the things of others. Uh, to shoulder one another's burdens and to love one another and care for one another and pray for one another. Um, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, right? And then something comes in that causes discord. And yes, that's absolutely right, brother. Satan is behind it. Satan is behind it. Um, you know, it could be an accusation. What is he? He's an accuser of the brethren, isn't he? Um, but um, this unity that we're talking about, this good, this pleasantness, it's to be guarded. It's to, we're, we're to watch. We're to endeavor. And scripture tells us it's to be guarded and protected. It's something that we ought to pray for. You know, if, if something does come up between two of us, can you still pray for that person? If they said something, you know, that, that might have just hit you wrong. You know, I, I was thinking about this too because Sister Delina has told me before. She said, you have to work really hard to offend me or make me mad. Or something like that. Yeah. But how deep would that wound cut if I did? And I don't even want to try. Right? We don't want that to be between us. You know, how deep would that wound be, um, you know, if, if one of the brethren were the ones that caused some sort of uh, a hurt, a dissension, a division, you know, some sort of problem. You know, it, it made me think of Shakespeare, et tu, Brute, you know, you know, you also, even you, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ephesians 4 verse 3 says that we are to endeavor. This is an endeavor. Um, you know, there's, I, I think about some of the young people, you know, here in our midst. I think about, you know, Cohen gets tired of probably me picking on him but, and calling out his name. But no, not really. Okay. You just made yourself a target. Now, my kids are like, uh, I, somebody else. You'll take it. But he's endeavoring towards some things. You know, he's endeavoring to know what the Lord would have him to do. You know, Lord, which way would you have me to go? You know, I have an interest in, in this area, you know, and, and uh, he sends us things when, you know, I was, I was warning those guys on the job site, they were about to open two huge walls on this customer's house, and I'm like, uh-uh. I said, a brother of mine sent me this, said, you know, they've been warning about this way out. It could get really bad. And thankfully, it stayed pretty much, you know, north of us in one sense. I mean, for our part, but there we had, we got brothers and sisters who it went right over the top of, you know. Um, but I told those guys, I said, we don't need to open these walls up before this thing blows through. You know, let's, let's wait. And I'm glad we did. I mean, it, he, he probably thought I could have got a lot more done, you know, because it didn't happen. Um, but I'd rather be safe, you know, uh, than sorry later. But we are to endeavor. We're, we're to strive. Um, this is a good striving. We're to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's no disunity in the Spirit. Big S, capital S. There's no disunity in God. There's no disunity in the Trinity. And didn't our Lord pray? I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but he, he prayed there in, in John... Um, the Gospel of John is that they may be one. I and my Father are one. 
And he prayed that we might be one even as they are one. And that we might also be together with him where he is, that, that we might be also. Um, so we are to endeavor to keep this unity, right? Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. <clears throat> and, and don't we have that in our text even as, in regards to this peace? It, it says the God of peace. We saw there in verse number 20. The God of peace, <clears throat> excuse me, shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Well, we can go all the way back to Genesis, can't we? You know. <clears throat> but like I said, the Lord said frequently, I and my Father are one. We are to be one. We're to be one. A love for one another, that's one. A love for the truth, that's one. A striving together in prayer, that's one. Um, holding fast to these things that we've learned. You know, Brother JT turned to Romans 16, and he's like, it's not the first time you've been in that book. We've been in that book for a while. How much have we forgotten? I, that's my, that was my first thought when you said that, brother. How much have I forgotten? Yes, even me. I preached the messages. So, you know, you just heard it once. I spent all week on it, you know, and, and then preached it. And yet, could I remember everything? It's in there somewhere. <laughs> Can I remember everything? Yeah. That we may be one body. My, my body's not divided. The church is the body of Christ. You know, these things are all joined. I don't want any part of them to be disunified. You know, I don't want it to be removed. I, I, I need those things. I, I, I look at people that, that don't. Have, we've got one of our superintendents that he's missing part of his little finger. He blew it off with a pistol. Didn't know he had done it when he did it. But, you know, until his wife is like, you're bleeding. You know. Um, but I, I, I like all the parts that the Lord's given me, and I'd like to keep them. You know, and can't we say the same thing about the church? You know, we ought to be able to say that. You know, Brother JT's already admonished us this morning about the love that is to be amongst us. Do you love the brethren, he asked? More than one time he asked that question. We know we've passed from death unto life because, what? We love the brethren, right? Yeah. Uh, hereby we know that we know him because we love the brethren. Um, so we, we love God's people. Um, I, what I say to you last week, I, I, I said to you, I, I, I've been looking forward you know, to Sunday. You know, everybody else that I work with, you know, the people that don't do the things that we do, you know, they, I mean, they're looking forward to Friday. Yeah. Friday really doesn't mean much to me. Sunday. That's the day that means something to me. You know, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. But if there's division, it could not be so glad a place to go. So, one body and one steadfast hope. Paul says in Acts 20, verse 29, he says, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also, of your own selves, that's the fearful thing, also of your own selves shall men arise, Speaking 
perverse things to draw away disciples after them. They, they want a following. I don't want a following. Not of me. I don't want to build some mega ministry and people praise me. You know, I want you to follow the Lord. I want to point you to Christ. I want to see Christ formed in you. You know, and, 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 and if we don't grow in numbers, to see you grow in grace, to see you increase in faith. You know, that, that's my heart's desire. Um, so, but he says here, to draw away disciples after them. Verse 31, it says, therefore, watch. Look out. Mark them. Mark those people. That's what we had in our text. Watch and remember that by the space of three years, I ceased not to warn you, every one of you, night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. That's what we're after. So watch out for the wolves. How are they going to come? Sheep's clothing, right? Yeah, and they're going to come, and that's what Brother Jerry was indicating. You know, it's smooth speech, flattering words. You know, that's, that's how they're going to come. It's, it's not going to be this in-your-face, obvious, shut it down, you know, Right then, it's going to be something that's going to be, you know, just a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, you know, trying to win you over, uh, smooth words, flattering speech, that sort of thing. So we have great need. I mean, do we not know these things? We understand these things. Now, we've not heard these things before. We need to be reminded of these things. And, and Paul's reminding the saints at Rome here. I mean, all that he said to them, and he gets down to the very end, and he says, you know, all that I've said, all this doctrine that I've given unto you, keep it. Watch out. And somebody doesn't try to come pull the rug out from under you, you know, in these things. So we have great need to pray that the Lord would keep us. I've got to stop here just, just a second and say this. How we need to remain humble. You remember the man I told you about last week? Had the interview. If 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 the devil were to 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 get at you in any way, you know how would it be? Well, I know one thing: it wouldn't be in the area of my marriage. I have a great marriage, and that's exactly the place that, through many tears in the end, and and uh, that whatever transpired, uh, but there was there was a lot of wreckage, you know, along the way, um, coming back, you know, to a place where. You know, you, we, we ought to be able to say, Lord, I don't want to think that I can stand in any place on my own. I don't want to, I want, you know, and, and you know what, that, and I'm not saying that, that, that there couldn't be any of us that could have given the same sort of answer that man gave, right? But, but it, it reminds me of what the, you know, the Lord said to Peter, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. And what did Peter say? I know for sure if there's anything that I would not do, I wouldn't do that. So you understand what I'm saying, how humble we need to remain. Lord, I don't want to do that. Lord, keep me from doing that. Lord, grant me grace that I not be guilty of that. Um, You know, my wife and I have been married for 30 She's having to think. That's 34 
That's good, 34 years. I was going to say 35, so I've been wrong. Yeah. Hmm? 55 for y'all? Yeah. Could something happen? Yeah, we don't, we don't want to say that. Um, you know, and, and so what do I do? I, I used to work in an office full of women. Lord, I don't want anything to happen you know, in that in, environment. I mean, the only man in the office, I don't want anything. She, she would be praying. She was praying too. I didn't you didn't. And you're having to smell all that food. Yeah. But Lord, keep me. Yeah. Well, I get up and cook my own sometimes, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Lord, keep me. Keep me from thinking that I am strong enough that I can stand in that place and not fall. Keep me. Yeah, I, I, th- I think about the... I don't remember who the preacher was, but a young man, he, he strode up behind the pulpit all confident. And after he finished preaching the message, he went down with his head hung down like this. And the older preacher said, if you'd gone up the way you came down, you know, that, that was the thing. You needed to go up the way that you came down. You know, as, as Spurgeon, you mentioned Spurgeon this morning, I don't know how many steps... You know, the Metropolitan Tabernacle, you had the people down there like where you are. And then the pulpit was about the level of the, of the second level that went around. And then there was a third level. I don't know how many steps there were to the pulpit. Sixteen. Every step, what did he say? I believe in the Holy Spirit. He was trusting in the Lord, not himself. Um, you know, as great a mind as he had, I mean, he could go in his library and pull a book off the shelf and tell you right where something was. I mean, he had that kind of memory. Yeah, I've read that before, you know, where he'd be preaching and have several points in his mind that he's going to be bringing out next, and he's praying for people while he's preaching and thinking about all those things. He had, a, he had an amazing mind that God gave him. But he wasn't trusting in himself. He was trusting in the Lord, you know. I'll be honest with you, there's, there's, there's not really ever a time that I don't step down from here and say, Brother JT, that could have been better. So we rely upon, lean upon, look unto the Lord in these things. Um, So here our text told to mark out those that cause division and offenses contrary to doctrine, the doctrine which you've learned, and avoid them. Avoid them. They're wanting to get a foothold. Avoid them. Don't give them the opportunity. You know. um, here's one place that I thought about an example. What we're talking about here. You know, we have something in Scripture we can go to. There's places that we can go. One place is Galatians. Right? Galatians. What did Paul say to him? In Galatians 3.1, he said, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? that you should not obey the truth. I mean, here's the doctrine that you learned. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? So how is it that we're, that we're saved? Is it by our works? 
Now, they knew that. They knew it was through Christ alone. I mean, this is the gospel. What Brother J.T. said, it's Christ. The gospel is Jesus Christ. And so Christ has been set, evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Brother J.T.'s already told us this morning, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It was by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, that you're now made perfect by the flesh? She's okay, Abby. I'm not saying that I want her up here <laughs> underneath the pulpit, but, but she's okay. Um, I, I know that's hard, having one that size. They're still hard when they get that size back there, and even the size over there, but they're really hard at this size, and you want to listen, and you want to hear, and yeah, it's, it's tough, and so pray. Pray for the, I mean, we, we, she, Abby's seeking to, to, to raise up Catherine in the pew. That's what we wanted to do. Yeah. And they fussed, and, and they made noise, and they hurled Cheerios three pews forward, at Bible conferences, um, and we'd come back and they'd say, they're, they're so much better this year than they were last year. <laughs> um, so we, we, need, we need grace for all sorts of things, don't we? And we want to raise our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We want to point them to Christ continually. But here's these Galatians. <clears throat> Somebody come in and taught the Galatian Christians that this that Paul's told you, this isn't, this isn't it. This isn't it. You just Christ crucified, that's not enough. You're going to have to have some works in there. You, know, you, you can't be saved just, 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 just through hearing of faith and believing upon the Lord Jesus Christ and Him, being, and him crucified. No, you, you, that's, you know, what, about, what about all these Old Testament scriptures here and start you know, twisting things and working things around so that they might have what? We've already said, a following. They might have a following themselves. So somebody came in and was teaching the Galatian Christians contrary to what Paul had taught them. And it appears they were setting forth before them the works of the law as a means of salvation. But um, Paul had to rebuke them. Now, he's not having to rebuke the Roman Christians here, but he's warning them. Maybe he's not having to rebuke us this morning, but he's warning us. He's warning us. How'd the Galatians end up where they did? That fair speech, that subtlety, that flattery. You know, I'm, I'm not good at you coming up to me and telling me that was a good message, Pastor. Uh, I just... <laughs> I understand, and I'm not saying that I, you know, that you shouldn't do it. If you feel like, you know, that the Lord's laid that upon your heart to say that I heard something today, you know, well, you're usually going to hear me say, "Well, thank the Lord," you know, because uh, I'm immediately wanting to shift that focus off of me. I don't want it on me. I want it on Him. You know, if there's any fault on the other hand, then that's mine. That's mine. But um, Matthew twenty four twenty four. There shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very 
elect. This is serious stuff, isn't it? Watch and pray. Paul calls us to avoid them. We live in a day of accommodation, moderation, toleration, right? But we're called to be separate. We're called to separation. Be ye separate. Oh, well, there's lots of ways that a person can be... No, there's only one way a person can be saved. Well, there's truth is... No, there's only one truth. John fourteen six. Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto me except by the Father. Or unto the Father, but by me, sorry. Here's this I was talking about the serpent. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3. Paul says of the Corinthians, he says, I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your minds, and you already mentioned this, Brother Bruce, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Brother Bruce and I were talking between services, and he said, the gospel's simple. It's costly, but it's simple. Even, even our children, it can be explained you know, to them. Now, for them to receive it, we understand that's, that, that's, that's of the Lord. You know, for the open a heart, you know, we can't do that. But you know, we, we can present the gospel. It's a simple message. You have sinned. I was telling Rebecca this week, I said, people want to try to shift the conversation. Like, what? I'm going to bring you back here. Before we get off into these things, what about your sin? What about your sin? What about the day that you'll stand before God on the day of judgment? What what are you going to do about your sin? What do you think of Christ? God gave His only begotten Son. You know <clears throat> the simplicity that is in Christ. For if He that cometh preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit which we have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, he was afraid that they would swallow it, they would receive it, that they would listen to it, that they would bear with it. We had a preacher here at one point that... um, he kind of was an assistant, and he, you know, he he would preach when the pastor was away, and then that pastor left, and he was all we were left with. And some things came out after that we hadn't heard him say before, and he could tell we weren't swallowing it, and he left. <clears throat> and that was about the time the Lord brought me to this place. Yeah. Um. But he's concerned, Paul's concerned that they should be corrupted by the smooth talk and convincing arguments away from the simplicity that there is in Christ. Further down in the chapter, in verse number 13, 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen 13 says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers are also, trans, are also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. We need to pray, Lord, help us not to be moved. Away from the hope that's in the gospel. Away from the truth as it is in Christ. 
away from the simplicity of the gospel. Don't think you can't be fooled. Don't think you can't be led astray. I, I told Lydia, I said, you need to go back and read Pilgrim's Progress. Y'all all know I love Pilgrim's Progress. It's one of my favorite books. I said, now that the Lord's opened your heart, I said, there's going to be more there. I told her, I said, your Uncle Jack Rich used to read it once a year, every year, and he told me he would see something new in it every time he read it. And the reason for that is because they said about Bunyan that if you pricked him, anybody, he would bleed what? Bible. He would bleed Bible. And so it's just full you know, of Scripture. <clears throat> but don't, be, think that you, don't, don't think that you can't be fooled uh, by Satan. Don't boast. Remain humble. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Be dependent. You've already mentioned this, brother, but be dependent upon him as a little child. How, how dependent is Catherine upon all y'all in the household? Be dependent as a little child. I, I, I think about Solomon, you know, and the Lord saying, what would, God says, what would you have me to do? This great people, Lord, give me wisdom. Uh, that I might do the thing that you called me to do. He humbled himself. I, I'm, I'm not able to do this. I, I, I'm not up to the task. I'm, I'm not fit, you know, for this. I mean, you, you, you hear it in other places, don't you? You hear it with Moses. Lord, I can't speak. Um, of course, he was rebuked. Who made man's tongue? You know, you know don't stop short. Lord, give me, give me the words to say. Give, give me the strength. Give me the grace to do what you call me to do. I'll, I'll do it. And when we hear it from Moses later, right? And, and Lord, if, if, if you don't go with us, then we don't want to leave this place. You know, if you're not going to go before us, if you're not going to be before us, behind us, beside us, over us, above us, uh, you know, above us and beneath us, uh, we don't want to go. We don't want to go. So remain humble, dependent as a little child upon your heavenly Father. Don't say it couldn't happen to me. Nah, that that was something that's in our household now, but it's something I was taught. Don't never say never. I'd never do that. That's dangerous ground you're standing on. Let me tell you, I've said it before, and it didn't come at me exactly the way that it came at the person that I said I would never do that. It came another way. It came a lot more subtle. And after it happened, the Lord said, you said you'd never do that, didn't you? Well, I'm sorry, Lord, I, I did say that. And I didn't do it. It's, it's, it's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. Forgive me. You know. How about when you think about this, don't say it can't happen because it can. How about Peter. And the Lord began to speak in Mark chapter 8 and to teach them the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he spake that saying openly. And then what happens next? It says that Peter took him and began to rebuke him. And when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, you know, the picture that I get right there is, yeah, Peter's the one that gets rebuked here, but they were all thinking the same thing, you know. He rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. So could we find ourselves in that place? Yes. We could. 
If we can't say, except for the grace of God, that could be me. We need to be careful. Because Peter said in Matthew 26, 33, that though all men should be offended because of thee, yet I will never be offended. Proverbs 16, verse 18 says, Pride, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. We don't need a haughty spirit. Pride's not, not a thing that, that we need to excel in. Um, if anybody has anything praiseworthy to say about us, immediately, like when you come to me and you say that was a good message, we just reflect it, you know, immediately. You know, I'm like the moon. I'm just reflecting the light of the sun. You know, God receives the glory here, not me. You know, I, I'm, anything you see good in me, it's all of God. It's all of God. So yes, we could be led astray, just like Peter. We could be led astray, just like the Galatians. Um, we need to stay in God's word. Is 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 it important that you come here on Sundays? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important that we be here. Wherever two or three are gathered together, the Lord says, "There I am in their midst." Also, can we read God's word, study it during the week? We ought to be. We, we better be. We should be. But there's something. You know, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. There's something about this, um, you know, that the Lord's appointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you, you think it would go back to to COVID? Go back to the quarantines? Go back to when there was, we weren't able to, like, we didn't know what it was, what is this thing? You know, we're, be careful, you know, well, I, I came here, I stood here, and that, that thing was there, and, and y'all were other places, and I was preaching to basically just Teresa and the kids, you know, in, in the building. Um, and I think about some of the other churches I've read about, like that the, John MacArthur out there in, in California. He didn't call them to come back. The people just started showing up. And, you know, they just lifted some of those restrictions not long ago, you know. And they fought them in the courts and won, you know. But the people, he said, just started showing up. They, they wanted to be with one another. They wanted to be in, in, in under the preaching of the Word of God. They wanted to be there. Um, but be sober, First Peter 5 says. Be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. It makes me think about the end of the verses that we read. You know, the Lord's coming shortly. And he's going to bruise Satan under your feet. The serpent's head's going to be crushed. You know, um, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called you unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. So be sober, be vigilant. Um, watch, pray. Mark those you know, that cause divisions. Uh, they don't serve the Lord. They serve their own appetites, and by good words and fair speeches, they deceive. I heard an interview this week. A man said this about 
these things. It's not something to be explained. It's something to be experienced. And I'm like, whoa. Wait a second. What are you seeking here? Are you seeking the truth or are you seeking an experience? No, I'm not, you go about seeking experiences, they're, 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 they're out there to be had, and the devil will be glad to give them. You know? um, I was telling Rebecca yesterday, um, we were talking about a lot of different things, but I was telling her about an experience that you had when you were younger, and you went to a, with a friend to church, and it was a Pentecostal church, and Teresa told him that was before I knew her, but she came back and she said, I was scared, you know. Um, but people seeking an experience, Satan will be glad to accommodate them. Scripture tells us to buy the truth and sell it not. Sell it not. You know, there were those people in Acts chapter 8 where there was that certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. He was looking for a following, wasn't he? To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard, because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. What was behind that? Satan. Satan. I remember a family member telling me about that. You know, they they had us all lay down upon the the floor, and we just felt the spirit just rush rushing over us, and and floods and just waves coming over us. What spirit? You know, what spirit? You're just going to blindly open yourself up to these things, you know. So be careful. It's dangerous ground. Um, There are false movements out there who claim to be of God, and they've got broad smiles, don't they? I don't even have to say his name, because, <laughs> because that's, all, that's what you see is a big old smile. And, but what, you, what do you hear from him? When, when, when he, they try to pin him down on an interview about something, well, what about saying, well, you know, what about this? Well, you know, we're inclusive. That's not what Paul's talking about here. A good brother said that it is all an attempt of the enemy to make the narrow gate, narrow way, broad. Right? He went on to say they preach fine sermons, yet their example and the company they keep nullifies their exhortation. Watch their lives. You know, how many times do we hear people say about different things? Follow the money, <laughs> and they're they're looking for a following. It's a lot of times it's about money, um, but um, and for the love of money, they all sorts of evil, right? So we're not above it. There's some wisdom to be said uh, of the saying that we mentioned earlier: "Never say never." Don't say I would never. That's because you're relying upon your own strength and your own will. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I think it was the last time Sister Joyce was here. She said out loud, Lord, let me not be deceived. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're talking about, isn't it? Lord, let me not be deceived. How about those in Psalm 106, verse 28 and 29? They joined themselves unto Baal Peor 
and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus they provoked God to anger with their inventions, and the plague break in upon them. Second Thessalonians 3.14, And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man. That's the same thing we're saying here in Romans 16. Mark that person. Note that man. And have no company with him. What did Paul say? Avoid him. Have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Second, sorry, brother. Don't wish him Godspeed. Second Thessalonians 3.6 says, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which you have received of us. First Timothy 6.5, speaking of them serving their own appetites, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. But you see this following, you know, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself. I mean, they're, they're bringing enough in, they can blow gold dust on people and slay them in the spirit, right? And their, their, uh, their blazers or their coat jackets didn't come from J.C. Penney's. You know, they're the finest that they're slinging around and slaying people in the spirit. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, Second Timothy 3, 5, from such, turn away, turn away. First Corinthians 1, 10, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. We talked about that earlier, one, and that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Watch out, because there are those who would seek to spoil you, to make a spoil of you. Colossians 2.8 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. They use that, don't they? And vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. They have an agenda, some other interest. They're a slave to their appetites. They're peddlers of that which satisfies what they want. They want a following. They're greedy for filthy lucre, like the Scripture says. 2 Peter 2.3 says, And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you. You got a pocketbook. You got a wallet. You got a bank account, you know. Make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. It's pretty strong words, isn't it? Be on your guard. They're eloquent. They're good storytellers. They are. They flatter, they smile, they say smooth things. Jude 16 says these are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons and admiration because of advantage. There's a goal. There's an end game. And they know what they're after. And they're, they're, really, it's to fleece the flock. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Um, they do not serve Christ. They serve their own glory, not his glory. They deceive the unsuspecting. Matthew twenty four eleven says, Many false prophets will rise and will mislead 
Many. Not just a few, but many. So Paul's concern is that we be established. Paul's concern is that we be watchful. Um, it's the unsuspecting who are the ones that are going to be deceived. You, you be watching, you be praying, you mark those, you avoid them, you know. Be watchful. Stay true to the truth that you've learned. You know, Paul was confident that they had been given the truth. I mean, he hadn't been there personally among them, but he was confident already that they, that they knew, you know, a lot of the things that, that he was writing to them about, but, but um, he was confident in those things that they had been taught and were established in, but he warns them, be careful, be ready, be on the lookout, because they're out there. Satan's behind it, and he would love nothing else to get right in the middle of all of us and cause the biggest stir and the biggest ruckus that he could. So Paul says, don't be moved away from what you've learned. Don't be moved away from what you've learned, what you have in Christ. Don't be moved away. And then finally, in the last verse that we read, um, there he says that the God of peace, the Lord is coming. The God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Remain faithful. Remain faithful shortly. He is going to be, he, he's, he's going to be cast into the bottomless pit and he's not going to trouble you anymore. But while we're here, you know, he's, he's roaming about. He's looking, he's waiting to see who he might deceive. So be careful. Crush. crush Satan, yes. We like that even better, don't we? Crush. And that's, that's, that's doing, uh, you know, uh, and drink a, a can of soda and crush the can. You know, you're not going to do much for that can anymore. <laughs> it's not going to hold, you know, 16 ounces or 12 ounces or whatever, I guess 12 ounces of, of, uh, of soda anymore, but uh, crushing under... Uh, but interestingly enough, it says crushing under our feet. We're not the ones doing the crushing. God's the one doing the crushing, but crushing under our feet. Talk, you think about the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, think about greater is he that is in you than he's in the world, you know, under our feet. You know, how many times has Satan tried and been stopped? You know, resist the devil, he'll flee from you, right? Uh, crushed under your feet, so to speak, right? Where do you think it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so resist him. He'll flee from you. Yield not to temptation. You know. So the Lord is coming. He shall crush or bruise Satan under our feet shortly. Until then, Paul says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. That's sufficient. God's grace, Sufficient. He giveth more grace. When the burdens grow greater, right? We sing about that. Uh, he, he sendeth more strength when the labors increase. Uh, so he's the one supplying what is actually doing the crushing, even through the church, right? God shall bruise Satan under your feet, crush Satan under your feet. I think about some of those old this place in the Old Testament where you know the the foot would be on the neck of that king that had been that had been conquered you know so 
There's the imagery you know, that we see. All right. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Yes. There's some crushing going on, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some crushing going on. The, the gospel goes forth and is proclaimed. And there's a heart that's opened. And there's some crushing that's going on, you know. Um, Satan's, the strong man's being bound and he's being cast out. And there's a new creation in Christ, right? You know, what an incredible thing that is to think about. Um, so, Lord, help us that we not be deceived. Lord, help us that we not... Um, we've been warned. Again, we've been warned. Uh, Lord, help us that, that we not find ourselves in that place where it has to be said unto us, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? Um, all right, well, let's stand and we'll go once again to the Lord in prayer. Don't know, maybe one more message. And we'll have to, um, you know, leave a friend that we've, that we've entertained, you know, for over five years. Yeah, you don't think so? I don't know. Um, yeah, but just that constant companion that we've had, you know, for five years. This, I'm talking about the book of Romans. Boy, I can remember when we finished the Gospel of John. I, I didn't want to leave, you know. It was so so sweet, so many good things uh, there. So, No, we're not. Right, yeah. And we're going into another book. And, and we'll find a constant companion, you know, there. Brother Bruce thinks that I'll be preaching out of Psalms for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, there's good things, you know. It, and what if we did? If the Lord left us there the rest of our days in the book of Psalms, so be it. So be it, right? Um, and we're just having fun, you know, talking about those things. Yeah, yeah, right. Could be. Could spend the rest of our days in the end of chapter 16. <laughs> I know Brother Barney's been accused of preaching on every word and every verse before. But I just we just we try to bring out what the Lord's laid upon our hearts to bring out. Because I could preach through Romans next time and this text that we're in right now be something that would, and Teresa tells me, when you preach a message that I've heard before here somewhere else, she says, it's never the same. Um, you know, there's, you know, preach something that I preached maybe five years ago or two or three years ago. There's, there's more that I've seen maybe that I didn't see the first time. So, amen. Well, let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer and return thanks uh, for the food that's, that's uh, already been given unto us and and um, you know, spiritually speaking, and and the physical food that we're about to enjoy, and you know, when you pray about these things, when you're coming to services on Sunday, you ought to be praying for this back here too, because this is, I mean, how sweet a time of fellowship, you know, this can be for us. Um, and, you know, I, I know we talk about some common things back there too, but and that's fine, um, you know, but how sweet a time that is, you know, for us. To, and if we didn't have it, how we'd miss it. And if we couldn't come together like this, how we'd miss it. Um, so uh, be thankful and be prayerful about these times that we be continue to pray with me about Psalms if that's where we're going, that's where we're headed. I mean, we may be, you know, a Sunday away from there. 
Um, and I've, I've tried to gather up the stuff that I was telling you about. We've got the hymn books that would be interesting to sing. You know, that the Lord would bless that. Uh, we're talking about, you know, singing some of those psalms. Well, I've never done that before to any great extent. I mean, I know we have some hymns in the hymn book that have some of those words in them, and, and I've been taught some of those, those psalms before in, in, in different places that we've been, but not to this extent. And, uh, you know, I've, I've tasked, you know, pray for Anna and, and Lydia and Rebecca. I've tasked them with, and in, in that, that Psalter, I mean, there's maybe three, there's three different, um, you know, songs that are there for that one psalm and um, you know that the lord might give them you know the ability and the wisdom you know and give us you know the the the, the ability to sing these things you know and and, and uh, help us to memorize scripture even more um, you know and to rejoice in the things of god even more um, i've i've never attempted something like that before um, but you know something the lord said in front of me and um, you know I, I feel like the lord's in it so you know, well, I know it's hard sometimes to sing a new song, isn't it? We don't know it, and and and, and we don't we don't want to sing out because we're not sure, you know, that we're singing it the right proper, you know, uh, note here and there. And, and a lot of us, I know, feel like that we can't sing. I don't care, sing anyway. Uh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Um, I mean, I've been in places where there's 300 people and there's lots of people that can't sing, but all those voices are blended together. I mean, it's just harmonious and beautiful. Um, I've been tempted lots of times to make y'all all sit up on the first two or three pews when we sing so that y'all all be sitting together and, and be, you know, just, uh, uh, adding to each other and, you know, um, you wouldn't feel so uncomfortable maybe about singing because you're, um, you know, all closer. Yeah. Yeah, I can't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Because now that I've moved down here, I have trouble even hearing the piano. Um, you know, so, um, you know, I'm, that one hymn this morning, I was kind of going by what I could remember in my mind. Because I'm, and somebody might say, well, if you sing softer, you'd be able to hear the piano. <laughs> um, so, we actually had some, some hymns this morning that I could, it weren't too high. So, that was good, but... <laughs> sometimes I can sing the higher notes and sometimes I can't um, and then you've heard me before I know you've heard me do it uh, it's, it would be so easy for me every hymn just to revert to a very very low you know voice um, but then I hear somebody in my mind saying no you need to sing it the way you know um, so it's I struggle with that with the higher notes but, but uh, hopefully we're making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Hopefully as you're singing, you know, these hymns, you're worshiping and, and, and your 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 hearts are being filled with I mean because these these hymns that have been written, I mean you you how many times have you sang one of those and thought, I wonder, you know, that that has to be this passage. And I wonder if that Sunday he heard that from the pulpit, the hymn writer did, and he went home and penned this hymn, you know, with all those words that are in that text, you know, there. So so uh, yeah. You know, there's people that actually feel sorry for you because you sing from a hymn book. You're not involved in the whole contemporary singing, you know, where you sing, what is it, seven words, 11 times, or 11 words, seven times, seven, 11 songs, Brother Barney calls them. <laughs> um, so they feel sorry for you because you're, you're uh, having to sing those old, ancient, archaic 
hymns. Well, they're chock full of Scripture. Um, and they, they remind us of spiritual uh, truths, scriptural truths. Um, and they, they fill our hearts, you know, with joy uh, and wonder even. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm sitting there listening to Brother JT this morning. I, I'll have to go back and, and, um, and bring it up. But, but there's so many things that, that I was listening to. But, you know, when he got to Hebrews 3, he who built all things is God. I mean, that just, you're like, <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, the world could read that and not think anything of it. But, you know, for you, um, you believe these things, know these things to be true, and, and you glorify God in them. Yeah. 